0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Ask the Professor, a crowd-funded, crowd-driven feature where we respond to your questions and online comments on matters of political philosophy, economics, culture, history, religion, all these things that matter to us in our common life. And today's is in fact a comment from somebody who identifies on YouTube as foolish mortal. Which lets me quote one of my very favorite movie lines from clint eastwood in the eiger sanction well that doesn't narrow the field much now does it i'm certainly in that club as charlie chan says every man must wear out at least one pair of fool's shoes i suspect i'm on about my fourth pair despite which i will try to give a proper answer to the question this is a follow-up from the video on the canada summer jobs grant and he asks or she asks but what is conscience based on it It could be partly religion, partly culture, and partly the natural law that we should all know. And then there's an additional comment that abortion really should follow the third, but we could consult the second, and culture, to the first, and culture should represent them both. And all of this is true. But it all simply points to the problem that, got a dog in the video here, um, we see through a glass darkly. We know there's right and wrong. It's impossible to avoid an understanding of that. We're aware that our actions matter. When we feign indifference, we don't even fool ourselves, let alone anybody else. The problem is, first of all, it can be difficult to know what's right and wrong. And secondly, and I think this is the more difficult part, even when we do know whether we kid ourselves about it or not, trying to do the right thing is like fighting your way upstream through a current, the human defective will that we make excuses, we steer away, we say, I wasn't strong enough, we say, maybe tomorrow. Conscience speaks, but it doesn't speak as clearly as we'd like it to. And very often, we've got a lot of wax in our ears when it does speak clearly. Because I think very often we, we do know what we need to do, but we don't believe that it's fair to ask us to do it. We make excuses and fall short us foolish mortals. We're not merely or especially intellectually foolish. It's morally that we tend to be the most foolish. And following Jay Budjachevsky, you know, the, what we can't not know, conscience is primarily a matter I think of knowledge, not a feeling. When someone has been doing something wrong and it all comes out, it all falls apart. What do they say? How could I have been so stupid? Not meaning how could I have thought I wouldn't get caught, but, when the depth of their wrongdoings is revealed to them, they feel that they have been stupid, that they have missed an idea, not a sentiment. But this brings me back to the natural law the idea that, yeah, fundamentally, right and wrong, knowledge of right and wrong, is knowledge. It's about truth. It's about knowing that something is right or knowing that something is wrong, and then what do we do about it? It's not feeling good about it or feeling bad about it, it's knowing. And This to me is straight natural law, as St. Paul said, the law written on the human heart. But one of the reasons that we have religion and one of the reasons that we have culture is that although it is written clearly, we can't read it clearly. And so we try to figure out what does it mean? How does it apply in various ways, in various situations, given the circumstances, given the complexities of life? All of that being said, though, where does conscience come from? Well, it depends. If you believe in natural law but not in a lawgiver, it's a bit of a mystery. There sits the law, and you know you have to obey it, but you don't know why there's a law. That's one of the things that enabled me eventually to become Christian, is to say, a friend of mine used to repeatedly ask me, how can there be a law without a lawgiver? And finally, his argument carried the day. Of course, there was a lot more to it, but that was part of it. Conscience comes from the natural law. We are made to crave righteousness and natural law is there telling us what is right and what is wrong you know once again the devil's in the details it's one thing to know it and another to do it but conscience is based upon natural law and natural law in my view is based upon a god who is omniscient omnipotent and merciful he will forgive if we ask but we do need to ask and we need to mean it So, that may not be a practical guide to the perplexed, but where does conscience come from? It's implanted in us, it aligns us with what is right, it is our duty to try to see what is right and to try to do what is right without worrying too much about the consequences. If the universe is structured so that right and wrong matter, doing the right thing will in the end work out, and if it's not, It doesn't matter. But we can't believe it doesn't matter. We cannot discard our conscience. We may tell our conscience to buzz off or shut up, but it never does. Our conscience is built into us as natural law is built into the universe, and they fit together. So that is my answer, as a foolish mortal, to the question of where conscience comes from. And I hope it is at least of some use to you as you go about your daily life with the small dilemmas and also facing the big ones, including the question of abortion. What should I think about it? What should I do about it? Now, if you're enjoying Ask the Professor and you'd like to help it continue, we are dependent on your questions and comments. This URL will tell you how to submit a question. We're also dependent upon your financial contributions to pay the rent, keep the lights on, buy the camera equipment, pay for the groceries, all that sort of stuff. So, if you're not already a backer, click here. It'll take you to the place on my website where you can make a one-time or monthly pledge to support Ask the Professor and all my other work. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.